Welcome to the Big Ideas for Small Business podcast. Join us as our host and fellow small business owner, Tim Hayden, discusses topics beneficial to businesses of all industries. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Big Ideas for Small Business. I am your host, uh, Tim Hayden. And as we start a new year, wow, 2024, uh, I am, um, I'm honored to have one of my good friends, Marty Osborne, who's been on the podcast before. It's been a few years ago. So, hey, Marty, welcome and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Yeah, hey Tim, it's uh, it's good to be on again. You know, I was wondering if you were going to ask me back. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Tim, we go back kind of a long way in the, you know, with leadership and and the stuff we're doing. And so, uh, yeah, I've had kind of a big life changing uh, moment. You know, is is in the past I was uh, one of the partners and uh, you know owners of a company called Advoco, and we specialized in implementing software and maintenance within companies uh, similar to yourself and, you know, helping people, you know, with their maintenance needs and those kind of things. And then uh, two years ago, uh, we sold the company to Accenture to become part of their industry X practice and starting to grow a bigger, uh, you know, kind of going after bigger projects, a different world. And just recently, I, I think I've told you I had a life changing event and that, you know, my two-year contract was up. And so moving on to start to do some new things uh, around a new company called Be Better Inc. And that's uh, what I'm doing and, you know, working with young leaders and organizations on how to be better each and every day. And that's great. We could have a podcast in itself about that. So uh, today, I mean, we really could. And hey, maybe that's a future podcast for later on. Um, Today, we're going to talk about one word accountability. And so for our listeners, you know, that, uh, you know, uh, I have been on an organizational health journey for going on two and a half years now. And, um, you know, they've heard I've had uh, Gordon Block with Table Group on several podcasts. And um, so, uh, Marty, you and I had a really good, rich conversation a couple months ago about accountability. And we really went back to uh, to the advantage. So what I'm going to do is that for our listeners, I'm just going to read some snippets out of the advantage about accountability and then Marty's just going to deep dive, and he and I are going to have a conversation about it. So, um, and I'm starting uh, on the bottom of page uh, 56 and 57. So, listeners, forgive me for uh, reading a little bit here. So, um, uh, the topic in this section here is uh, overcoming the wuss factor, <laughs> uh, and it says the irony of all of this is that the only way for a team to develop a true culture of peer-to-peer accountability is for the leader to demonstrate that she is willing to confront difficult situations and hold people accountable herself. That's right. The leader of the team, though not the primary source of accountability, will always be the ultimate arbiter of it. If she is reluctant to play that role, if she is a wuss who constantly balks when it's time to call out someone on their behavior or performance, and the rest of the team is not going to do their part. This makes sense. Why would a member, team member want to confront a colleague about an issue when the team member isn't willing to and probably and is probably going to let them off the hook anyway? So, and here's the irony. The more comfortable a leader is holding people, uh, is holding people on the team accountable, the less likely she is to be asked to do so. The less likely she is to confront people, the more she'll be called to do it by subordinates who aren't willing to do the dirty work for her. I know this because I struggle with holding people accountable. This is Pat's re- Pat Lencioni as he's writing this book. And I'm fully aware of that redundance uh, of my staff members 
to do it with one another is a simple function of my behavior. And he wrote parentheses, I'm working on it. So uh, many leaders struggle with accountability, but don't know it. Some will tell me that since they aren't afraid to fire people, they must not have an accountability problem. Of course, this is misguided. Firing someone is not necessarily a sign of accountability, but it's often the last act of cowardice for a leader who doesn't know how or isn't willing to hold people accountable. And I think really talking about our topic today, at its core, accountability is having the courage to confront someone about their deficiencies and then stand in the moment and deal with their reaction, which may not be pleasant. It is a selfless act. One rooted in a in a word that I don't use lightly in a business book, love. To hold someone accountable is to care about them enough to risk having them blame you for pointing out their deficiencies. So uh, read a lot of information there, but it's about accountability. So Marty, man, just, hey, let's have a conversation about accountability. Yeah, I, I'm so glad you asked me to talk about this topic. I mean, it is one of my favorite. And really, I think it is one of the hardest things a leader has to do or face. Um, it's interesting. I look back kind of at our journey um, with Advoco. When, when I go back, 2016 was when we started our hockey stick you know, development. And at the core of it, we actually read this book as a team mm. um, at an offsite retreat. And this was added, accountability. And you know, it, what, what I think comes out of it is when you don't hold people accountable, and it even talks about, like, it's not just firing people, right? It's not just doing that. That's not accountability. That's really, I love what it says. It's an act of cowardness that what happens is we focus on measurables, not behaviors. Mm. And that is where this really gets interesting is, you know, it's easy because, when we focus on measurables and not really on behaviors, we protect our ego, right? Well, I fired him, he didn't make his numbers, or he wasn't doing his job, right? But the real true leader leans into, you know, the team and the members to say, it's not about the measurables, it's about your behavior. Are you waking up? Are you showing to work up on, on time? Are you doing your job? Are you helping others, right? Are, if you're in sales, are you making you know, the calls that you need to make? Are you doing the things that are going to produce results, not just the results? And so, you know, I think that's what this is all about. And probably, and I, you know, I, I'm faced with this, I'm sure you are. But what happens is when we have to lean into somebody, we get scared and we kind of have an imposter syndrome, right? Because we start thinking, well, who am I to tell this person their behavior is wrong? But it is your job it is your role to lean in you know marty um when we talk about accountability so measurables are something that are easy i mean that's something that's very tangible and easy mm -hmm. behaviors are something and and i think we need to you know and i know you and i you know we're dave ramsey folks and have done entrepreneur yeah. leadership and all and you know and, and and we've we've studied and know a lot about about disc behavior uh, the disc assessment right and you know, but like when you tie those two together and we try to do that, you know, in our interview processes, we try to understand someone's behavior and make sure we put them in the right role for that behavior. But um, when when it comes to when when we're talking about behavior and if I'm going off in a tangent, 
so we want to wrap this around accountability yeah, yeah. is that um it's very you know it's i would say it's it's really impossible to change someone's behavior you can I, be aware I, of it but people are not naturally going to change their behavior who they are and what they do you may could find like in the way they behave there may be a few buttons you need to learn to push mm-hmm. in order to get results you want but but i wanted to ask you behaviorally you know um, and again, you talk about org health and accountability. It's doing smart things in a healthy way. So it's having the comment we just talked about accountability here. It's having that hard conversation and just sitting in the moment with a team member yeah. and getting through that. So, but please unpack what I said and please, if you agree or disagree. Yeah, I, well, you know, it, yes. Can, um, behaviors change? I do believe they can, they have to, I mean, Sometimes we just say, that's who I am, right? Well, okay, that might be the case, but is that really just the ego speaking, right? Is that just, you know, I I call the lizard brain as the defense mechanism, right, to protect ourselves. Is that who I am? Because behaviors are objective. Let me know they are, right? And it was interesting is to hold somebody accountable to care them enough to risk having them blame you, right? So when we sit down and talk about behaviors, you know as a leader what's coming back is they're going to point their finger like it's somebody else's fault. Mm-hmm. It's somebody else is causing them to do that. And to be able to stand there in the moment, right? Holy crap, that is hard. But that's where the good is. And what we found in our organization is when we could start holding, and this is where it starts to get it, is if the leader starts out with this, ultimately the team will take over, right? Because the leader can't be the one is always the disciplinarian. They can't always be the one leaning into people. As an organization, our other leaders need to say that's un- unacceptable or we need your help here. We need you to lean in. So I, our behaviors. Can you change? I believe yes. Um, is it easy? <laughs> Absolutely not. You know, you know, and um, and if if I'm veering off accountability, please tell me. Yeah. But to me, you know, uh, people's behavior is being molded, you know, throughout their life. But it's really by the time that someone gets into their mid to late twenties, mm-hmm. behavior is going to be pretty well defined, unless something catastrophic happens to that person. It could be yeah. something that happened personally. It could be something that happened at work to where people needed to make a change. So, you know, I think that I think understanding behavior and then knowing what behaviors required for the role the team members in and then holding them accountable to that role. So it's not about the person. It's about the role. Right. You know? um, and, and to me, and I think that all of this is intertwined together. You know, and it's because because you got to be careful not to go down. Um, you know, and I, I'll ask you: we got to be careful not to go down a, a rabbit hole that we can't get. You know, we can't get <laughs> we, we can't get where we need to go, and we can move forward as a team. So, yeah, I, I really well, love what you said, Marty. And please jump in. I love what you said that it's got to start with the leader. Yeah. So I want to I want to um, I love what you're saying, and I'm going to bring in kind of another concept that you and I are big, big fans of is around personality testing. Mm -hmm. 
And I think sometimes we confuse sort of our personalities with behavior. And so let's just talk about like the disc profile, right? We know that, you know, as a high D, low C, right? A high D, I make very fast decisions. Uh, low C is I'm not very compliant, right? Mm -hmm. So there's certain things that I'm going to do differently than like my business partner who's a lower D, he makes slower decisions, high C, very, very detailed oriented, very compliant. And with that blend, when we understand our, our sort of our, our personality profiles, then we can sort of lean into what is behavior and what is just personality, right? And I have a great example is I had two leaders in my organization. I thought I would do something around sort of accountability. And I put out an email that said, hey, what's one thing I should be doing better and one thing I should do less of, right? I want to understand, are there behaviors that I'm doing I should do more of and are there behaviors that I should be doing less of, and then I encourage my leadership team to do it. Well, two of my leaders almost came to blows because they went after each other, right? They started attacking the personality, not the behavior. Mm. What, hap what happened was one of them, and again, this is kind of tied to the working genius, was their framework was invention and galvanizer. So they love to create new things and they love to promote it and galvanize it. The other leader was an E, very enabling, and tenacity, a lift person. And what happened is those two collided. And what happened was it was a battle over stop creating. I've got a T. I've got to get a list done. And the inventor is like, well, I've got to create. And so what we had to do is when we looked at behaviors or we looked at it, when we really broke that down, it was just what was their working genius, what was their working frustration, and not necessarily because they were both very excellent result-oriented getting things done. And so that's where I think sometimes behavior can get mixed up with personality types, right? It can get mixed up with what we like to do. And that's where I do think, um, you know, this stuff gets very difficult. Yeah, you know. Marty, when you're sitting there talking about this in regards to accountability, and I don't want to, I could so easily when we're talking, I could drift off that. And I, I want to <laughs> yeah, make sure yeah. you and I keep that in the in front, in front and center is that, you know, with, we all have natural and adaptive behavior. So natural is who we are at the core. The best way I know, I like to describe it is how we are away from work. Mm -hmm. And then adaptive behavior is how we are when we come to work. There's yeah. some people that are very similar. I know my behavior, I'm very similar when I'm at work or when I'm not at work. There's right. some people that are very different. I remember a long time ago, we, you know, and we still do behavior assessments to this day, but we did behavior assessment on a, on a guy that did sales that outside of work, he was a low eye. Yeah. At work, he's a high eye. <laughs> and that's, you've got to understand that and have conversation so you can make sure you can lead that person well. Because right. if, if you just saw him at work, you would have thought he was a great people person, but he's not naturally. Yeah. Yeah. He just, he he does that. So I think if, to understand that about people, you know, but hey, let's let's deep dive accountability a little bit more. Because I know yeah. you, I know, um, what are some of your other thoughts when it comes to that? Because man, what, it's easy to read something on a page and a half in a book that Pat wrote. Yeah. But man, to address and have these conversations, I mean, to sit to sit in it with someone 
that yeah. ultimately they may blame they may blame you. You know, that's I mean, I mean to me, um, that's hard. You know, it's it is hard. And if, you know, one of the things he also said in the book, and I thought this was fascinating, is don't confuse accountability with conflict. Mm. And conflict is about ideas. Accountability is about behavior. And I think that's the thing you got to just keep going back to is what is the behavior, and you said it earlier, is for the role, right? And, you know, sales is probably one of the easiest ones to talk about because what happens is we get so focused, right, on what was your sales number, what you finish up. When I was successful, what I found was my behavior was, was to me, sales was just a lagging indicator. That was just, did I kind of get fortunate? Because a lot of times we cannot control the outcome, right? We couldn't control COVID. We can't control the stock market. We can't control interest rates. None of that stuff we can control. What we can control is our behavior and how many sales calls are we making? Um, I did a podcast last week with a friend of mine and I called it, you can't get promoted in your pajamas. Mm. And we've kind of created this culture where we want to be at home. We want to be on Zoom. And we got to get out there. And if you're in sales or in whatever, the action's out in the field, the action's with people. And so I would look not just at a salesperson's numbers, but what are the actions that they're taking that ultimately will lead to their success? Accountability is not conflict, right? It's not, yeah. you know, it's, um, you know, it's different. Like there are two different things. Conflict is about ideas, right? If we have an idea or a thought and, there's conflict. That's not accountability. It's not saying, Tim, you need to think the way I do, right? It's an idea. Again, accountability is behaviors. Yeah. That's where, that's where the, the game is, is really done. And we were talking about how do we define what behaviors are like in roles as an organization. And we talk about like KRAs, right? Key result areas is what does success look like in that job? And what are those behaviors? Uh, because what happens is we may sit in and lean into somebody and talk about behaviors and they're like, that's not my job. It's not what you told me I was to do. And so then you have a conflict and now you got to resolve it. Um, I want to ask, uh, I, I agree. I want to ask you a specific question. Yeah. And that um, when it comes to accountability, our listeners are, are hey, they're listening to it, to you and me. They're, hey, you know what? They're agreeing. But what if they're conflict avoiders? What if they don't? <laughs> what if they avoid conflict? I mean, what what is your recipe, if you have one, for even, and, and let me say this. I, in my career, I'm naturally a conflict avoider. I've learned to hit it head on. And right. for me, the more I do it, it never gets comfortable it never gets easy but it gets more comfortable because you just continue to do what you're doing because you know what you're doing you're helping your organization this is nothing personal this is how you can take your organization and make it move forward and make it move better so but for you if there's a leader out there that that they like what they're hearing but man they don't want to do it they don't know how to do it how mm -hmm. would you how would you how would you address that or talk about that you know what's funny is i've learned this from you <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, because I, I mean, I struggled with it as well. And I remember you and I sat down and I was having troubles with one of my leaders and I didn't know what to do. And I was like, Tim, what was, 
what was your thought? And do you remember what yeah. you told me? I remember exactly what it was. I think so. That's when I that's when I, I said uh, Marty was talking about one of his one of his his leaders, and I said, ask that person, hey, do I have permission to speak into you? And if they say yes, and typically people will say yes, then you can open that conversation. Yeah. And but and but here's the thing. I assume that as, if I was leading someone, I had permission to speak into them. Sometimes, sometimes you don't. And, and you don't need to assume that. You need to know that. So ask that question. You're probably not ever going to be told no, but at least ask it. So then if you have a hard conversation, you know what, then you can, you can, you can, they gave you permission to talk through it. Yeah. And that was one of the lessons you taught me. And I love that. And then we actually saw it, I think, at um, one of the Ramsey events. Um, with one of their leaders talked about how to have difficult conversations. And the key was always to start out signaling what exactly you're going to do. And I always laugh, the running example would be you're riding in a car. And if I just make a, and you're riding next to me and I make a quick left-hand turn, what's going to happen, right? You're, you're not expecting, you're probably going to hit your head on the wall, right? You hit your head and you're like, dude, couldn't you tell me you were going to turn? And so in a car, what do we do? We signal. We say, I'm going to make a left turn. As a leader, we need to signal what we're going to do, right? Look, this is, you know, do I have permission to lean into you? This is going to be a difficult conversation. So right now, now they're prepared, they're understanding it, and sort of it lets, you know, there's things with the ego, right? It's called the lizard brain wants to fight, right? Our brains are, are designed for fight or flight. And if we just launch into behavior and Tim, you're not doing this and you're not doing that, right? The, the, the brain inside that person is going to fight and they're going to tell you you're wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. It's your fault. It's Bill's fault. It's Mary's fault, like whatever. But if you signal and just say, this is going to be a difficult conversation. Is it okay that I lean into you? Then when they say yes, it sort of calms the brain. Now they're expecting it and they're ready to handle it. So to me, that's the number one key in doing this is that you're open and you're sort of leading the person that we're going to have this conversation. Yeah. And yeah, and I think one thing that um, I, Hey, I agree with exactly what you're saying. So what you're talking about is, is a process that you can use to hold your team accountable. There's two words that I want to mention to, for all of our listeners out there that you have got to make sure that you do. Follow up. So mm -hmm. if you say that, okay, if we're going to sit down and, hey, do I have permission to speak into you? And, and they say yes, and we go through and have a hard conversation. If there's some things, whatever the follow-up things that come up, yeah. when you finish that meeting, go make yourself a note on the calendar for, what. hey, if I need to see, if I need to see this in one week, hey, make yourself a note. And you have got to make sure you follow up because if you don't, you're going to lose the credibility with that person. Right. That, you know, you, you, you know, you talked about something really hard, really challenging, whatever that may be. Some of it could be behavior. Some of it could be measurement or it could be some of both. Yeah. yeah. But, but I think it's important to do that. Yeah. And I think one of the last big key points that in you read that piece and it says firing is not a sign of accountability. Mm -hmm. Right. It really, I think, you know, firing is really an act of cowardness, right? Because mm. you're just reacting. You don't want to deal with the moment. And so 
let's get rid of this person. Not saying that that person is right and not saying that at some point in time, you don't need to part ways, but accountability is not firing. Accountability is as, you know, and I'm sitting on boards now as I start to work with people. Again, what I'm finding more and more is it is hard to lean into people because there it's, because it's objective, right? There's so many pieces moving on that it's not just one number. And so we need to continue to, to think through that and to work with our team. And again, I think it also, probably the last thing is, is if the leader's the one always doing it, then you also have a problem, right? Mm. If your organization is open and honest with each other is, as Patrick Lencioni says, the advantage is, is a healthy organization, not a smart organization. Everybody should be helping to lean into each other. And when you do, boy, as he says, that's your competitive advantage, right? I think we lose sight of, in business, we think it's price, we think it's product, we think it's quality, we think it's all these things. And at the end of the day, anybody can do that. Hardest piece is the people. Um, I agree. I think that you go back to what Pat Pat, the book is, you know, you mentioned the word trust and you have to have vulnerability based trust and there's nothing better or sweeter than peer to peer accountability. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you, you're going to have, you know, you're going to have positional power if you lead somebody, but man, to have personal power instead of positional based off of the relationship yeah. and the vulnerability based trust. That that is the competitive advantage we're talking about. That's the healthy part of business. It's hard. It's messy, but man, the beauty and the fruit that comes out on the other side is what. That is why it is. That's why this book is called the advantage. Yeah. For that reason, you know. Right. So, um, and, go ahead. No, and I, I I I saw something written, and it said, "Do you have the respect of honesty?" Right. Mm-hmm. As a leader. If we have done our job, if people trust us, if they know we're doing things in their best interest, then we're going to get the respect of honesty. When we act in ways that are not honest and trustworthy and, you know, we go off the handle, then this one's going to be, you know, a whole lot harder. So I think that's also what makes this one difficult is, if we haven't been really doing our job as a leader, it even gets even harder. So. Yeah, that's right. Hey, um, any, uh, and I've got one, any last piece of advice you want to tell our listeners today? Oh man. I just, I, you know, as I said, one of my kind of my journeys, um, moving forward, you know, my company be better Inc. right. Is each and every day. And we'll talk more is I believe that there's not incremental right? There's no heroism in this. It's just each and every day as individuals, can we just be better than we were yesterday, right? And can we take this? And it was laughing because if you look at my title, it's called The Untethered Guide. And my word for 2024, and I love picking a word this year, is is untethered, right? Because Mm -hmm. what untethered means is not to be tied to, right? And what we get so much as we get so tied to our ego we get so much tied to whether it's our office our title our position our how whatever and where the really great leaders are is when they untether themselves from that ego and be their true self and so to me that's kind of the exciting piece and i think accountability is 
right there when you start to untether yourself. Uh, hey, I mean, I think that's great. Uh, hey, my last my last little word of advice to our listeners is, you know what? Go get started. Yeah. If you're not doing this, go get started. Do what Marty talked about being untethered, but go get started. You know what? You may mess up. You may not do it right, but guess what? <laughs> you can get better the next time you do it. You can get better. But, hey, that vulnerability-based trust is a big deal. So, hey, go get started. Or, go do those healthy yeah. things. You know. So, I gotta, I, what's, so what's your word for 2024 since we're kind of kicking off the year? Yeah. Have yeah. you come so, up with uh, one? Well, I'm very close. Yeah, I think that um, uh, sustainability, sustain, mm-hmm. um, you know, because we as a as a company, we do a lot of great things. Some of the stuff we don't sustain, we need to sustain. Yeah. You know, we need to sustain. And that's yeah. uh, I think that's I think. Uh, yeah. I mean, that I don't think that's yeah, that's my that's my word. I'm going to have a leadership team word, too, that. uh I've got to uh, give it to the give it to the folks that I'll do in just a, a few days. And uh, but yeah, so uh, hey, it's a new year, and I, you know what? We've got goals. We haven't even talked about that, but hey, you know, if you got goals you need to set, go do it. Go listen to our previous podcast from a January, and uh, you can you can hear about a lot of the goal stuff. So there you go. But, well, hey, Marty, man. Uh, first of all, thank you for your friendship and thank you for your leadership. Uh, it's a big deal, and thanks for being on our podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. I mean, you know, you and I love to talk leadership and running organizations, and uh, we know the good, the bad, and the difficult. And I think the favorite line is, "Business would be easy if people weren't involved." But <laughs> <laughs> that's right. But guess what? They are, and we need to have great people, and we need to lead them at a high level. And you know what, listeners, you need to do the same thing. So, Marty, thanks again. Hey, to our listeners, take care. God bless. Uh, talk to you next month. If you would like to continue the journey with us, please subscribe and leave us a review to let us know how we're doing. If there are any specific topics you would like to hear, be sure to put that in the comments as well. We will be launching a new podcast on the first Wednesday of every month. If you know others that will get benefit from listening to this podcast, please share it with them and we'll be seeing you guys next month.